TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show about people and organizations that make an impact around Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for joining me. And joining us this morning is Miss Ernestine Cole. She is with the Impact Club at Richardson Berkner High School. And Miss Cole, it's so funny. I mentioned people and organizations making an impact. Let's start with the Impact Club because as far as I know, you guys have been around for eight years and the focus is to empower, inspire, prepare, and instill leadership skills in students who are facing the challenges as they transition from high school to higher education, career readiness, and a global competitive workforce. Tell me how this whole Impact Club started. Well, it actually started in 2006, and it was by assistant principal Shannon Bennett. He was there then. He's no longer at the school and hasn't been for um, several years. But my daughter, Dr. Veronica Cole, who was not a doctor at that time, she was working on her Ph.D., and she called her mother in to do an etiquette class. Mm-hmm. So um, very high on etiquette. And so the kids, she said, needed some help. So I went in, did the class, and um, from then on it was said, would you like to be a part of the Impact Club? And I said, well, tell me what's been done. And they said, well, not very much. This was the principal, Shannon Bennett. Um, he said, not very much because I just don't have the time. <laughs> and he said, I need someone to build the club into a real club. And that's what happened over these past eight years. That's how I got involved. So I am actually, uh, as you said, the volunteer coordinator was the title that I told them I would be because I wanted to bring in sponsorship because there was zero dollars <laughs> in the budget. Wow. And um, so the first year. There was 36 students that came in, but when I first went in, it was only four students looking at me when I did that etiquette class, and I was like, is this it? So my first year was 2013 to be the full volunteer coordinator. So the 2013-2014 school year was my year, and that's when I wrote the um, Constitution and Bylaws, mm-hmm. and I wrote, um, um, made sure I wanted the system. I'm used to students earning what they get, not just going on field trips because you say you're in the club, you can go. Um, So they had to earn it through the point system. So that made the students more excited. A lot of people say, oh, that's going to be boring. But no, the students enjoyed the point system. They work hard to get um, their credibility up so that they can actually um, go on the appreciation field trips. Then we also have the day-long leadership um, program, and we can talk about some of that later, Chris. Mm -hmm. Then we have, if we have enough money in the budget, they can actually go on a um, weekend um, leadership retreat. For instance, we went to NASA in 2015. And then um, we went to Washington, D.C., and we'll get into that. Later. Oh, yeah, we got to talk that about that trip. That's, that's totally an amazing moment. We're going to get back into that. But I'm so impressed with the Impact Club of Richardson Berkner because I consider it one of the biggest secrets of education in the Dallas-Fort Worth area because you do so many things, the, the leadership training, the leadership field trip, preparing these kids 
for higher education. And also, I've been fortunate enough, you've asked me to emcee a couple of the banquets at the end of the year, and I was just totally impressed with how knowledgeable all of these kids are and how diverse the backgrounds are. Could you talk about the diversity of the backgrounds of all these students? It's just people of all color. Yes, and we were, um, before everything started, you know, through the COVID-19 pandemic and everything like that, we had students and members, I should say, from 30 different countries Mm -hmm. in the Impact Club. It was the most diverse um, club, after-school program club um, at Berkner High School or anywhere um, that you would probably say um, in the United States. Because what was happening with it, the children would come, the students would come to um, the club Mm -hmm. shy, not wanting to talk, wanting to be on their cell phones, wanting to giggle and talk to their friend next to them. But, you know, Miss Cole is old school, so it was like, "Mm -mm, put the phone down. (laughs) We are going to have a conversation. The hour that you're in here with me and we meet every second and fourth Tuesday, that was before COVID at Berkner High School, you and I are going to have a conversation and all of us are going to be in here together as a big family. So that's the way they started looking at it as a big family. Um, we, um, we, For instance, you know, just to tell you, at the very beginning, the first meeting of every year, which is always in September, I always ask the members, and we have recurring members. We have members that have been there the whole four years. Some of them have graduated and gone to MIT. Mm-hmm. We got them at the University of Chicago. We got them um, throughout Texas um, schools. So, you know, we are um, one of those kind that is pushing um, the education. We want them to learn focus, commitment, passion, action, and higher education. Um, and this is what we tell them, that this is the dream you must have. And to get to that dream, they must know who they are first and be themselves, not try to be somebody else. And then the second thing, set your goals. Um, know what you want. Then you have to work hard to make the dreams a reality. And the other piece is the most and one of the most important pieces for success is giving back to the community. So we do anywhere from 21 to 24 community service projects each year. Now, this was before COVID, so we're getting back into our structure, I pray, (laughs) with Mm -hmm. the new school year coming up. You know, it's amazing. Like I said, you do so many things, and these kids all get along, and they're all extremely talented and extremely intelligent. I was mentioning the backgrounds of all the different students, uh, you've had like over 2,533 students through the Impact Club, um, 448 white, 952 Hispanic, uh, 675 African-American, including students originally from Africa, 375 Asian students, two Pacific Islanders, five American Indian. I mean, it's absolutely a cornucopia of the of the world in the Impact Club at Richardson Berkner. How were you able to get all of the kids to cooperate and get along because everybody doesn't know about each other's background. That's true. But we um, embrace their um, the diversity cultures. We actually have um, celebrations. For instance, there's an Asian American uh, month. There is, uh, you know, of course, Black History Month. And there's uh, um, um, Cinco de Mayo. All of the different um, celebrations. We have food at our meeting. We let them talk. And then, of course, we have something where we actually go out into the community. Um, one of our um, cultural events was at the African American Museum, thanks to um, Dr. Harry Robbins. Um, so they get a chance to meet and greet with me, and they approve of, of their children going on field trips with the Impact Club. And I wouldn't have it any other way because the parents need to see me and to know that I'm a real person, that your child (laughs) is my child, I'm the mama. And they gave me that name. I did not name myself Mama Cole. It came up in the um, the 2013 um, session that we had, our second session, our second agenda meeting. 
the kids, my daughter's name was Miss Cole at the time. She hadn't gotten married. She hadn't gotten a Ph.D., and I was Mrs. Cole. So whenever they would call it, <laughs> the name, <laughs> both of us would answer. So um, one of the young ladies, um, Cheryl Fuller was the last name, she says, okay, we're going to solve this problem. We're going to call you Mama Cole, and we're going to call Miss Cole. <laughs> and so let's take a vote because everything in the impact club goes to a vote. Now, I didn't get a vote. They, the vote went through without me saying, I don't want to be called Mama Cole. It's probably <laughs> um, um, Ernestine. I didn't get a chance to do that. It's so a natural the vote fit. Went through and I became Mama Cole. It is a natural fit. And again, I'm looking at all the different. <laughs> Uh, initiatives and the programs that you do. You got the Women's International Day initiative. You got the uh, the Veterans Day initiative. So you've got the students involved in so many different things that serve the community. Can you talk about the importance of that? Yeah. Earth Day. Successful in life, and I was taught that by my mentor, Lucille. I was 95 years old, and I was there for her memory um, celebration. Um, my background is kind of one of those. My parents couldn't read and write, um, and I was in a poor community. Uh, there I was, and the civil rights movement was getting started then, and so um, I didn't have anybody to actually push me where I needed to go. So in order to get these children to do what they needed to do in the community, I went back to my mentor's um, goals for me. Whatever you do in the community to help other people will come back to you tenfold. So therefore, in order for them to be a real person, it's what I tell them, you got to make a difference in the lives of others. That's how you become successful. So, therefore, we go out to different places. Dallas Life, you know, we've done. We didn't do it in the COVID, but every year, Dallas Life, March of Dimes, um, we went Scottish Rights. Um, we would just network, and which is in Richardson. It's, it um, gives um, food. It's like the North Texas Food Bank, which mm-hmm. we do them as well. Um, we have done a canned food drive um, every year except for the COVID year, um, school year. But and then of course we were on Clarice Tinsley's show um, in mm-hmm. 2015. We were the hometown hero. Chief. They actually came to the school, filmed it, and put it on the air, which was a surprise to the school, the community, and everybody that the Impact Club had gotten on TV as the hometown. But we we want to make a difference in the community. So and the children they love it. At first, they were like, Mm-mm, this is going to be too much work. But then the point system, the higher your points, the more you get mm-hmm. to do in the impact club. So therefore, and you have to keep your grades up, academically sound. If you're failing the grades, you cannot go on the field trips. So part is there too. Education first, later. Right. And you know what? It all starts with the education. And then, like you said, everything else falls into place. So have you had any situations with any of the kids where they had to be kicked out of the impact club? You know, going to Washington, Mm D.C., and it broke my heart. (laughs) Some of the ones that had the most points when the grades were checked, they couldn't go. Oh, no. They begged. They pleaded. I went to the principal and said, is there anything we can do to help them out here? There was nothing that could be done. It had to stand. And so um, those that could go went. That's why we only had um, 15 that went because we could not take them all. We go to medieval times. Um, I've taken them, you know, so many different places. Six Flags is one of them, but Mason basic ones mm-hmm. and the Mavericks game is the other one. We were there with <laughs> Dirk, um retired. Yeah. He paid that money for the tickets and we were sitting right there and and uh, watching everything and you and you was there of course so oh, you yeah. told us not to leave because you always come and see us. <laughs> right. You did out. not want to miss what happened after the game when yeah. when the big surprises <laughs> with Charles Barkley and Larry Bird and Detlef Shrimp and, and Scotty Pippen and Sean Kemp showed up and the whole crowd was just crying. That's it. That's it. And we saw it all. And, you know, after each event, um, the 
the uh, members are required to write an essay. Whatever we do, be it community service, appreciation trip, they must write an essay about how and what it meant to them. So I have essays on that and a whole bunch of other things that um, the, the young wrote. But, you know, too, one of the things that um, people are kind of confused about, and I want to take the opportunity, if you allow me, sure. um, Chris, to straighten that up. It's about leadership and about mentorship. You know, they're both they're different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and but they're course, both important. about mentorship first. Mm-hmm. In order for a mentor to be a good mentor, they must know what the mentee wants from them. And so what I do each year is I ask the question from the membership. And last, um, before COVID, we had 153 members in that club, the biggest ever, the biggest after school program ever. And this is what some of them said. Um, honest. They want the mentor to be honest, to be kind, to be fair, to have knowledge, to be responsible to treat me as a close friend without putting pressure, be someone who is going to be there when I need their advice, to be a role model, direction to success. They want their men to have um, good manners, experience, be a leader themselves, be patient, um, life lessons they want from the, the uh, mentor. They want connections. Um, and one person said they want that not just a friend, but a positive friend. They want the mentor to genuinely care about them. They want to be pushed to do their best every day. Um, they want someone to allow them to see that, that the mentor themselves can be vulnerable. Um, they want to be um, understood. They want a motivator. They want someone that's accountable. They don't want to be judged. They want someone thoughtful, smart, um, help them move in the right direction, and it goes on and on and on. So it is a list that's actually, when you get into it, it's about 30 pages long, so I won't read everything. (laughs) Some of them overlap, but most of them, they got a whole lot of different things that they want the mentor to be. Now, then the leadership part. Mm -hmm. A leader is not supposed to, in my opinion, tell the person that they are leading, their follower, what to do. You want that person to think for themselves. Yes. You, want, you want them to be themselves. You don't want to be a clone of you. So that's when you get into the, the part of what do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Do you know who you are? Help them identify who they are. Help them identify what they can be, because a lot of times when you're working with young people, especially teenagers, some of them think they got it all together and they know what they want to do. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> and that's not always the case, but you don't say it like that. You have to let them explain to you who they are in their own terms and then observe them. As you go from month to month observing them, you can see their strengths. And then, of course, you will let them know, oh, you know, you would be a good doctor. Uh, You would be a good this. And then we have that summer program for the Impact Club summer program. What has happened there, they are placed. I personally place them. If they say, I want to be a doctor, then they will go to the summer. They are allowed. Parents are invited to come to that first time with them, and I'm there too. And they go to office and the doctor says, okay, you can shadow me to whatever I am doing today. Nice. And it could be four hours, it could be six hours, they, but they have to go three times in order for it to count for the impact club point. Our, you know, it's one of those things, the dentists, we've had them go to doctors, to dentists, to the engineers, we've had them go to architects, we've had them whatever they want to be um, hospitality. One of my young me, men, um, she's Qureshi. There is, um, and you know um, Chef um, Cassandra Armstrong, Yes, I right? do. She's she's okay. cooked a lot of that things for my, me. My the greatest meals I've ever had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, she actually took, she was the, a person that had cheese as her apprentice. I bought him the chef jacket, and then they went to the Hyatt when they had the big 
um, chef um, seminar, mm-hmm. and he was cooking with, with chef. Now, he's in high school. Remember, he's mm-hmm. in high school in the 12th grade, and she had him on her team making the food for the people that were going to come in that day to taste. And it was 30 different chefs in, in the building at that time at wow. the Hyatt Hotel. She said she was the best of the best of the ones that was, and there were, you know, college students. He was up against college students, and, you know, she needed the help, and they were helping prepare the food, and everybody was having a taste, and they were making money, you know, for the the, um, the chefs, you know, events and stuff like that. So, you know, those are the kind of things that the Impact Club is strong at. We're not just head. Just don't just talk, mm-hmm. you know. Action. You know, of course, our motto is action follows belief. And so all of the young people have to buy the word on their shirt (laughs) every time we go out and they have to make sure. Another thing about the Impact Club, there are no dues. They are required to buy a $15 T-shirt, which the T-shirt costs 25 so they're not paying full cost for the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. But they must pay, buy a $15 T-shirt, everything else is free. That is outstanding. I can't mm-hmm. say enough about how great of an influence you personally have been on the lives of these kids who have been involved with the Impact Club of Richardson Berkner. And, again, I, th- one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show, I, I truly believe – this is one of the biggest secrets in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. You are a true hidden figure, and I want to know where do you find the time? Because as you've just been explaining, you live this life for these kids. You know, um, for years, you know, I did my photographic expeditions, and I still, you know, pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as a matter of fact, July, I was supposed to go to Dubai on a photographic expedition, but it was you know, canceled. That was last year. It was canceled oh my. and it hasn't come back through yet. I don't think we're um, able to travel and do the photographic expeditions. So that's where I can make good money. And mm-hmm. I have, you know, a few um, clients that I do PR for, and they are very supportive of, you know, what I'm doing with the young people. They know because I don't take any money. And see, that's the other part. I'm a volunteer and a sponsor because I put money in Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't take any money out. You're so able to find partners, right? It goes to the kids. You're always able to find partners, right? People who want to um, help take care of things with the kids, people who, who want to be a part of the program, right? Well, I have three good ones, but I don't <laughs> always have a platform like you're giving me now to get people to, like you said, nobody knows, everybody does not know about the Impact Club and what we do and what we stand for and the need for funding. Um, When we get back going now, because hopefully school is going to be back in, I understand. We're going to be able to go back a lot of people doing COVID. They were online. Mm -hmm. Uh So we're going back in, and um, therein lies. We had 153 before COVID (laughs) members. And, you know, we're moving on up, no telling how many are going to come. Because it's a, it's sure. a club that the children really want. And um, those that are in it, send the word to their friends, and the friends start coming in. And it's a club that is different. It's unique and different from any club any of the young people have ever been in. And it works like a family. There are no arguments, everybody's just working to make everything happen, to make the club better and better, to get what they can get out of the club. But they know the first goal is to make sure you're in here for the right reason. And they are. When they come, they are. They know it's going to be some hard work. They know that it's going to be, that they're going to get recognition for what they've done when we have our awards banquet. And I want to say thank you so much for being there at the banquet. They just love you. For sure, that's no problem. <laughs> they always ask. They want you to be the keynote speaker at every banquet. Like, <laughs> no, you can't be the keynote speaker at every banquet. But, yeah, they just love when you come. As you know, they are all over when you come through that room. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> These kids are outstanding, and the Impact Club actually changes their lives. I mean, they've you have them come back to speak, and I've watched the – and listen to the stories, and it's just an amazing group. Which means, and, I, and speaking of changing lives, let's let's talk about COVID because you've got a story that must be told. You guys were actually on your leadership uh, junket to Washington D.C. 
when COVID actually impacted the country and everything started 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 shutting down. Can you talk about what happened and what happened from there? Because it's an amazing story. Everything's planned, Chris, right down to the letter. We had VIP uh, passes to go to the Capitol and also VIP passes to go to the White House. We had um, free tickets to get into um, Smithsonian and some other things because, you know, once upon a time, I was Congress, so as a communications director. So, you know, Everything and plus, we the one thing that I really wanted to bring back was the picture on the stairs of the Capitol, right. the Impact Club, and the Texas delegation. And what it shut down. We left on Thursday, March the twelfth, and we got to the tavern where you know George Washington and all the presidents had their meetings. And we got off the plane and put our bags up and and got into the hotel and everything that was our first stop we went there and um so the kids got a chance to sit in the seats where the president had sat yeah the um, founding years fathers years ago huh the founding fathers the founding fathers yes yes they got to eat in the same part right there the, that was in alexandria virginia was where we had to go for that so but see we were supposed to have transportation provided for us and all of that. But I had gotten the word on the plane when we went by American Airlines, on the plane that the Capitol was going to be shut down the next day. Oh, the no. 13th, the nation shut down March the 13th. We, we Then the Smithsonian, they left it open just that day on the 13th. So we rushed to it. We could only see two because they're so big. It must mm-hmm. take at least half a day. We went to um, the the Aaron space, and then they went to another one. And the rest of our trip was just looking at the outside of the building. It oh, that's heartbreaking. That to go to Washington, yeah. And then we didn't get the itinerary that I wanted them to have. Now they had a good time, but it wasn't. They didn't get full. Um, our delegates and, and their representatives, they didn't get a chance to get into uh, where, um, you know, the Ford Theater, mm-hmm. you know, where Lincoln was assassinated. It was just so much history there that I wanted them to see. We didn't even get to get into the George Washington Monument. They closed that down, too. You know, everything is just pictures outside of the building. So I was wow. very, very disappointed. And you know it was expensive. It was right there at about $13,000. To oh, get them there, and we could not. And you know, I'm just really hoping that someone will hear this and say, "Okay, take the kids back." <laughs> you never money. know. You back. just never know because, again, our listenership <laughs> is so outstanding. But you just never know. Again, that's why I wanted uh, everyone to hear your story about the Impact Club because I've never, and I've I've spent a lot of times visiting a lot of different schools, whether it's elementary, high school, colleges. I've spent a lot of time with educators, and I have never seen anything like the Impact Club, and especially the way it prepares so many students for life. And and again, they you you turn it into like a big happy family, but they get scholarships, or they they're able to get into the workforce immediately, and they also are able to understand all kinds of people from all over the world. Yes. Yeah. You know, one of the um, another one of the cute little stories I'll tell you about mm-hmm. was um, let's see, it was two years ago. The children are used to being bused to their um, to Three Forks restaurant. They dress up and they look really pretty, and they go by bus. But one two years ago, we had eight um, students members that had actually been in the club from the freshman year all the way through 12th grade. So when they went out, they didn't know anything. And I was I always stay back. I'm always at the, the three forks getting the room ready. So when they came outside of the school, they were looking for their school bus. But instead, there were three stretch limousines. Oh, no, excuse me, four stretch limousines 
waiting for them. Now, they didn't, at first, you know, they didn't realize the limousines were for them. So the the, um, the teachers and the, um, the principals that were actually um, chaperoning them to the event, to Three Forks, they, you know, I, they took pictures from what the kids were so happy. <laughs> they said the kids were stomping and yelling. They couldn't believe they were going to their banquet in stretch white limousines. And then when everybody got there, when the, the limousines uh, got there, the people were coming out of the restaurant. Wondering, <laughs> Who are, they? are they singers? Right. Celebrities are these? And I quietly said, it's the Impact Club from Berkner High School. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That is a microphone drop moment. It was like so, they were Instagram stars. <laughs> that is too yeah, much. They surely had it on the Instagram with them in the riding in there. And they had none of them had ever been in a limo before. That is amazing. None of them. And that was an experience that they have, will never forget. Well, like I said, I thought that everyone needs to know more about the Impact Club of Richardson Berkner, and I know everybody's transitioning out of the uh, pandemic, and hopefully uh, school will be back to normal this fall. How can anybody who wants to get involved with the Impact Club get in touch with you or anyone in the organization? I know you're working on the website because it had to go down because of the pandemic, but can you yes. talk, and people understand, but can you talk about how else you can contact you? Is there an email address, a phone number, or anything like that? Yes, thank you so much for doing this, um, Chris. Yes, they can contact me directly. It's Ernestine Cole, E-A-R-N-E-S-T-I-N-E, last name Cole, C-O-L-E. And uh, my phone number, my cell number, 972-365-8340. To email me, it's my name, all lowercase, E-A-R. N E S T I N E dot C O L E at hotmail dot com. All right, that is awesome. And again, you're probably going to get deluged with all kinds of people who might want to partner with you or at least maybe get their kids involved with the Impact Club up there in Richardson. Miss Cole. Thank you, Chris. Can I call you Mama Cole real quick on the radio? Please call me Mama Cole. I wouldn't have it anyway. I love it when you say Mama Cole. <laughs> well, Mama Cole, we will check back in with you on the Impact Cup later on this year. Will that work? That'll work. And you know the kids and I will be looking for you somewhere along the way. You know it. I totally believe in what you guys are doing. And joining us now is the president of the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce, Miss Keandra Jones. How are you doing, Keandra? Good seeing you. I- I'm doing well. You too. Thank you for having me today. Well, I am so glad you could join us because everything is happening in Oak Cliff right now. It's like everybody's talking about Oak Cliff, Bishop Arts, North Oak Cliff, uh, Kessler Park. Um, everything is going on all over Oak Cliff, North, North Cliff, South Oak Cliff, everything you can imagine. It seems to be the area that's popping right now. Can you talk to everybody about the excitement that's going on right now in Oak Cliff? Absolutely. Oak Cliff has the most amazing areas to shop, the eateries. It's the perfect place. It has the perfect places for networking. Specifically, um, folks are most drawn to like areas uh, in the, like the Bishop Arts area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, some people consider the Trinity Grove area to be a Bishop Arts uh, area, excuse me, an Oak Cliff area, which is also uh, got lots of eateries and shopping and great places to meet up with friends and network. But it, all around the Oak Cliff community, it's just such a beautiful place to be. And and for a long time, we've just gotten the, the worst rap. And uh, it's always just been beautiful. But, but now I think people are starting to recognize that. Yeah, I think uh, with more and more businesses in, in downtown Dallas area, you know, uptown, downtown, all around Clyde Warren Park, you mentioned Trinity, uh, Trinity Groves. It's like more people are coming to Dallas-Fort Worth than ever before from all over the country. And I think when people visit Oak Cliff, they walk around or they, they stroll through the parks or they go and they say, it is so authentic. That's the word I hear over and over again, authentic. It is so authentic. It is not a cookie-cutter suburb. Am I wrong? That is exactly right, Chris. If you come... To the, specifically the North Oak Cliff area, 
and you just kind of roam around and look at the beautiful homes up and down Colorado in the in those areas, those neighborhoods, there are no two homes that you can find that look the same. So there's nothing about Oak Cliff that's cookie cutter, not to mention all the beautiful rolling hills that are here in Oak Cliff. From a scenery standpoint, it is the most beautiful place in the city of Dallas, but I'm a bit biased. <laughs> yeah, just a little <laughs> bit, being the uh, president of the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce. And again, I'm glad you could join us because there's so many different things going on. And like I said, there's a couple of great golf courses there as well. I mean, you, you've got, you've got uh, Stevens Park, you've got uh, uh, Golf Club of, of Dallas. I mean, you've got everything. Can you talk about how so many people are like, it's like recreational now. It's like usually people don't even think about Oak Cliff as recreational, but there's a lot of activities going on like that, let alone people wanting to live there. That, that's exactly right. And you mentioned the golf courses. We also have Cedar Crest that's here. Yes. And they're all very, very beautiful. And, of course, we've got the up-and-coming um, Southwesterner Mall, which will be Redbird Mall once again. And mm-hmm. they've got lots of beautiful and wonderful opportunities that are coming there. But intentionally are we trying to make the southern sector uh, a more inviting place from an entertainment standpoint, from our schools, you know, from, and we, we're trying to bring developers south because we've got more land here to develop and to make it a better place to work, live, play, and pray. We've got some of the most amazing uh, places of worship here in the southern sector as well. And so, yeah, increasingly people are coming to find out some of the things that we've all we've all known all along. It's Oak Cliff is the place to be in the city of Dallas. Okay, so you mentioned places to worship, and this show is, of course, on a Sunday morning. A lot of people getting up this morning, getting ready to go to church. And let's go ahead and call it what it is. All up and down I-20, between, I'd say, I-45, 35, all the way to 67, it's like mega church row. I mean, there's like, it's got to be over 100,000 people worshiping in all those giant churches up there. Absolutely. And we're very, very proud of um, our, our mega churches here, of course, Bible Fellowship, so certainly the Potter's House. And we've got, I, I mean, I've, we've, got, we've got them all, mm-hmm. you know. And so. Friendship again, West. Friendship West. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the Dynamics, Betty Haynes. And so, yes. Um, this again, it's just a place to be, whether you're looking for entertainment, places to worship, live, and, and especially our schools. Oh, yes. In fact, it's like there's been a renaissance with the school district and how the education process. Now, I know it's been a challenge because of the pandemic, but it's like every time I look up a different news article, it's talking about the greatness of the education and how the uh, educators have been able to overcome things with a lot of different, um, you know, virtual learning and also getting together with the schools and the students and their parents. I mean, it's just, it's like a renaissance. Am I wrong? No, you are spot on, Chris. Um, you know, it was, it was amazing to us in the business community how we as adults were able to uh, go to this virtual environment, but our, our children were in a more, you know, they're more resilient than we are. Um, they were able to, to go to some of those environments, the virtual learning environments, and were just able to continue to learn in those environments and excel in many cases. Of course, we've got some of those that weren't able to, to go, as, go over quite as well, but uh, I'm really proud of our school district and its ability to, to help our students continue their educational um, experiences in virtual environments. Can you talk about um, how you got involved with the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce and how long you've been the president? Because I think that's a nice story as well. <laughs> so uh, I really hope that my uh, predecessor, Bob Simpson, is listening. If he is not, we've got to send this to him. Um, so back in 2007, um, I, uh, I can't, I was looking for a job quite honestly, Chris, uh, I was in mortgage banking mm-hmm. and was working on the, on the East coast and the bubble burst. Do you remember 2005, 2006 sure. and the, the real estate market? Kinda, oh yeah. You know, just the big short, 
Yes, there we go. And so I moved to Texas and very much needed a change of um, career and um, walked into the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce, not knowing anything about it, not knowing who was even leading it, but just had heard that they had an open position. So I walked into Bob Simpson's office, who was then the, the president, and I basically told him to throw all the other resumes away because I was the person he was looking for. And uh, That's <laughs> bold. <left. laughs> that was bold, but it was a good strategic move. So I appreciate that. So I asked him to point me to my office and uh, just tell me what to do because I could, I could learn anything that he was willing to teach. And so impressed or maybe fearful, he did point me in the direction of a vacant office, and I've been here since 2007. Um, I am I'm very uh, excited that he gave me that opportunity because I am the first African-American that the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce has ever even hired. And so it kind of speaks to, um, you know, what the support was or how the support went with this organization. We were mm-hmm. most certainly, you know, um, North Oak Cliff focused at the time and and um, not very diverse. And so I'm grateful that he gave me that opportunity. But with regards to being the president, uh, he decided to retire in 2014, but had prepared me to take his position, and that being Bob Simpson. So I've been in this position since 2014, and I absolutely love every minute of it. Well, so far, like I said, you're the right person at the right time because the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce has been getting a lot of things done, especially with the growth of businesses there. Now, we're coming off of a pandemic, but can you talk about the business relationships the chamber has with the other chambers of commerce in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, especially in the city of Dallas itself? Absolutely. So we have a very good relationship with Uh, the Dallas Regional Chamber, the North Dallas Chamber, uh, West Dallas Chamber as well, and especially our ethnic chambers. Mm -hmm. And as much as possible, we try to collaborate uh, with regards to our programming and those kinds of things because, unfortunately, the city of Dallas has over 40 chambers of commerce in its metroplex. Wow. I never knew that. I thought thought you were going to say about 10 or 15. No, we have a lot of chambers of commerce, which to me speaks to uh, quite a bit of division in our city. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of us uh, chamber execs want to eliminate as much as possible some of that division and become more inclusive. So we, we stay in touch. Very good. Definitely. Now, you, you talk about staying in touch and the different businesses who want to be involved with the Oak Cliff Chamber, can you talk about how that can happen? Because sometimes people hear about a Chamber of Commerce and they have no idea what it does. You know, and Chris, that's a wonderful question because when I walked into the Chamber's doors in 2007 and told Bob Simpson that I needed my office, I had no idea either. Look out. Um, <laughs> no clue yeah. what a Chamber of Commerce does. But basically, we are to support business. Mm-hmm. So we are your, your business supporters. And for me, I'm considered a, a regional chamber because I cover a specific region, namely Oak Cliff. And so we are our business advocate, uh, especially when it, it comes to matters that have to do with either the city of Dallas or even um, – um, it could it could go beyond that, but we are there. There the business as advocates. Also, we want to make sure that that business grows and develops develops. And so we put things in place uh, that would help a business grow. And so I'll, I'll, I'd love to share some examples with you. Sure. Um, we've got an up and coming uh, small business incubation program, which is called Oakless Thrives. And by design, this this business incubator is targeting minority businesses that were impacted by the pandemic. And what we want to do is adopt by cohort these businesses and infuse resources into these, these businesses and nurse them back to health. So the first cohort, we've partnered with Hush Blackwell and First United Bank, and it's a 15-session 
uh, program, and we want to make sure that, first of all, we identify how those businesses were unprepared for this disaster and make sure that we, we help them in such a way that should there be another one, mm-hmm. that they're better equipped and prepared to withstand it. So that's one of the many ways that, that we help our businesses uh, not only survive but thrive. I love the way you put that, not only survive but thrive. And, again, because Oak Cliff is getting all his attention, I'm thinking about all the different areas of Oak Cliff because it's almost like there's different pockets of cultures, right? And they're all, you know, working with each other to grow the area. And I was just thinking off the top of my head about Jefferson Street and the uh, revitalization. I shouldn't even say revitalization. It's the renaissance of Jefferson Street and the theaters there and the live music's going on, the Arcadia. Can you talk about all those different things and how the different pockets of communities and cultures are working so well together in Oak Cliff and maybe even some of the challenges of that? Absolutely. So our wonderful friends, uh, Jen and Amanda Lake. Oh, great developers here. Yes, the wonderful developers here, which are majority owners, by the way, of the properties in, in Bishop Arts, are uh, to blame for this renaissance <laughs> on Jefferson Street as well. The <laughs> economic do, boom. The economic boom. It is the, the lakes. And they're behind it all. And we know that they're just, they're wonderful and they're strategic in their development. And they have such a great sense of what community looks like. And so they develop with community in mind. And so what we're seeing in Jefferson and in Bishop Arts and all over really the city, or I shouldn't call it the city, but the community, very large community of Oak Cliff, Mm -hmm. is an intentional effort for us to continue to develop community. Now, some of the challenges that we see in and around Jefferson and Bishop Arts and some of those other entertainment areas is parking. Oh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> so many people are coming in from, you know, north of LBJ because they yes. want to see the authentic Bishop Arts or Jefferson Street. Yes, that's right. And so it's an ongoing challenge. I know that um, um, Jim and, and uh, Amanda have worked to the best of their ability to try to eliminate some of some of those those challenges. There's now valet put in place and other things, but that's that's just one of the challenges. But um, it is overshadowed by the amazing sense of community in the Oak Cliff area, and they, along with some of our other favorite developers, are continuing to strategically develop those entertainment spots through uh, the Oak Cliff community. I was also thinking about some of the places where the kids like to hang out. I'm talking about like outside in the parks. It's summertime. Kids Springs Park, Keys Park. Keys Park's one of the most beautiful parks in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. You know, um, I uh, attempted to take tennis lessons over there um, at Keys Park, but it didn't go over so well. But yes, it's a beautiful It's so funny you say that because my little daughter, when she was about six years old, she had tennis lessons over at at, uh, Keys Park. I'm sure she did a whole lot better than I did. <laughs> no, I just think this this is a great opportunity to let a lot of people know they've heard about things in Oak Cliff. Like, wow, what is going on? I keep hearing about businesses over there or live music events or or a restaurant dining or shopping and what is going on. And I'm like, okay, well, let me get the uh, – president of the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce on the air here, and let's have a conversation. So, Keandra, can you talk some more about why you think Oak Cliff is becoming a destination? Uh, Yes. Um, For whatever reason, um, it was, it's long overdue. Let me start by saying that um, Oak Cliff has been, to some extent, a destination. However, there wasn't the same amount of focus put on Oak Cliff as there is now. Mm-hmm. Our previous mayor, uh, Mayor Mike Rollins, was very strategic uh, when he was in office, creating initiatives like the Grow South Initiative and things like that. And by design, those things were to f- focus or spotlight on the southern sector, highlight some of the things that we already have here in the southern part of the city, and also encourage developers to come, come this way. 
with their development. So I think all of that has a lot to do with the fact that those that didn't know are starting to notice how special Oakland is. It really is. And this is also amazing. You find out these little nuggets, these little bitty secrets of, oh, that's a pretty cool thing to do. Like um, I found out a few years ago, a couple of years ago, they've got it. I don't know if it's a, a trolley or a train. They got a little train that goes from Bishop Arts all the way to downtown Dallas at Reunion Tower. Have you ever been on that little train yet? I, you know, thankfully that initiative started here with our Oak Cliff Board of Directors, uh, Louis Salcedo, with the Salcedo Group. Actually, um, he and I believe Jason Roberts, but that that uh, that project started here, the D Link. Mm-hmm. Um, project. So yes, I was one of the first to get to ride. Um, <laughs> what that so, cool? It was so very cool. It was so amazing. And so again, that's one of the things that that starts here uh, at the Oakland Chamber of Commerce. It's just another one of the things that we do through committee. And so it was our transportation committee uh, that secured the very first grant for that uh, for that D link. But one of that was the transportation committee. We have additional committees like our public policy committee, our economic development committee, quality of life and education committees. All of those committees take on different initiatives throughout the course of the year to make this uh, community such a better place to work, live, play, and pray. Let's talk also about the different hospitals in Oak Cliff because. There's Methodist Hospital right there, anchoring right there in Kessler Park. But could you talk about the hospital system and the health care? Because the health care workers really stepped up during the pandemic. But more importantly, you guys have always had the hospitals, and it's always been there. That That is exactly right. Methodist, we have both Methodist Dallas campus as well as Methodist Charleston campus. Uh-huh. And they both really stepped up during this pandemic. And we know firsthand because the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce is very unique in that we are the only chamber of commerce that has a workforce development program. And we are focused on the healthcare industry. Our students are 125% below the poverty line. And by design, we're stair-stepping them into a career that starts at Methodist Hospital. And so not only have they been key partners in this community, they've been key partners with the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce with this workforce development uh, program and getting our, uh, some of our, or getting our students not only working, but going down a, uh, a career path. And one of the things that Methodist is doing in their partnership is after we get these individuals hired, they're paying for their tuition to further their education. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a wonderful partnership with Methodist Hospital. So this workforce training program, is that the Oak Cliff Empowered, Inc., the nonprofit? It, yeah, That's exactly right. So it's one of the programs under Oak Cliff Empowered is the Oak Cliff Works Program. And also our Oak Cliff Scholarship uh, Program is well, it's called Oak Cliff Scholars. And that's in partnership with Dallas College. Um, and what that is is a four-year scholarship program. And what it does is follows students that have graduated from an Oakland High School throughout their four-year college experience. What we didn't want to continue to do is provide scholarships and there be just a one-and-done attitude. Mm-hmm. We wanted to continue to infuse dollars into their experience throughout the course of their college experience, as well as mentor them throughout that experience as well. So all of that falls under our nonprofit, um, our scholarship program, as well as our workforce development program. You do lots of the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce. By the way, we're talking with Keandra Jones, the president of the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce. You do a lot of, um, I want to I say, uh, I don't want to call it a job fair, but there's like business seminars that you have over at the college, the junior college? Yes. And so we have partnered with them to have uh, career career fairs. Career absolutely. fairs. That's the that's the phrase I'm looking for. Thank you. Um, that's okay. And then uh, what we want to do is if we cannot get individuals 
in our Oakland Works program. So if they're not interested in healthcare, but they're interested in another path, we definitely want to refer them into another program to make sure that we're still continuing to help our community cycle its way out of poverty. You know, there's so many things going on in Oak Cliff that people either don't know about and they go, wow, I didn't know this. So we're always shedding light. And, and one of the other things is there's an airport in Oak Cliff for those who don't know. And I'm talking about <laughs> Executive Air, right? That's right. Can you talk about the projects that are going on at Executive Air? Because they were pretty exciting when you first shared it with me a couple of years ago. Oh, my goodness. So there has been a master plan in place for the Dallas Executive Airport. And I wish I could uh, bring my my dear friend, Councilman Thomas, on because he could more, um, he could better speak to to the progress of this master plan, mm-hmm. but um, there there are just some things that are up and coming with the Dallas Executive Airport. It has been pretty much underutilized. Uh, there are uh, there's a a couple restaurants out there, and most certainly the small airport. Um, but we also have um, I'm struggling to remember the name of it right now. But there are uh, there's another institution nonprofit that's out there mm-hmm. that has a program that teaches young uh, minorities to become pilots. Right, kind of like and, the Tuskegee pilots. Yes, and they uh, they have a partnership with DISD, and they. They want to see more minorities get into those programs and and start um, start a career in the you know as in, a aviation. Pilot, yeah, in, in aviation. Yeah, in aviation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Now, let's talk about this as well. Before the pandemic, there was a yearly festival, an outdoor festival that the Oak Cliff Chamber would have. Could you talk about that? What it was called and how you had different people able to actually. Uh, see some of the different things that were going on Oak Cliff, but also taste some of the different foods. And, of course, they had the bounce houses. Can you talk about that event as well? Yes. Uh, So this organization, like many other chambers of commerce, we were having galas and golf tournaments and those kinds of things. And at some point we decided, okay, who, who is really benefiting from a gala, right? You get to get dressed up and, you know, mm-hmm. but who is it really benefiting? So then we took a good hard look at some of our programs and wanted to make sure that they were providing a maximum amount of benefit uh, to our business constituents. And so we created the Taste of Oak Cliff. Yes, the Taste of Oak Cliff. The Taste of Oak Cliff. And it, you know, Chris, it was one of the most scary events that I've ever planned. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> of the I'm, weather? Well, because of that, and I just didn't know if Oak Cliff had an appetite for a taste of, mm-hmm. you know, because what we wanted to do is not just showcase the eateries that are here in Oak Cliff, but we wanted to give you a taste of all business here as well. So we wanted everyone to come out and put on full display their Oak Cliff businesses. Sure. So it didn't matter if you had a service, if you provided some sort of service, or if you were a restaurant, we wanted the rest of the world or the rest of Dallas to come out to our Taste of Oak Cliff to have a sampling or a taste of what Oak Cliff has to offer. Now, I will tell you, year number one, Chris, it was cold (laughs) as all get out. And this is in April. Yes. And what was funny, it was like the day before, it was like 77 degrees. And then the day of the event, it was in the 30s and raining. But we still had over 20,000 people that showed up to this event. And then the following year, we sold out of everything because this this Oak Cliff, our wonderful Oak Cliff that we live in, not only had an appetite for this, but they craved more of it. And so the venue that we originally used um, at Cliff Temple Church, we outgrew that that venue the mm-hmm. second year. And so as of 2022, we will be partnered with the Dallas Zoo simply because the venue is larger. Oh, wow. Yes, it's going to be huge, huge. And then after that, we will be moving to the Deck Park once that's built. 
That is absolutely amazing. I can't wait to attend that. And, and by the way, can you talk right now how anybody might want to get in touch with you, or the website, um, how if they wanted to partner with you, if they wanted to volunteer with the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce? Absolutely. So I can be reached very, very easily. My email address is OCC at oakcliffchamber.org. Our office number is 214-943-4567. Website is oakcliffchamber.org. And my cell number is 469-235-9047. So if anyone especially wants to volunteer, please call my cell phone because we've got plenty of opportunity to do so. Or if you're interested in mentoring a young person, we've got the scholarship program and our Oak Cliff Works program. Uh, but if you just want to roll up your sleeves and come in the office and stuff envelopes, that's available also. Keandra, it's been a pleasure. We will do it again. Thanks for joining us this morning. And thanks, thanks. everyone again for listening to Better Living. I'm Chris Arnold. Be sure to tune in next week as we highlight other organizations and events happening right here in DFW. So long, everybody. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.